0: Welcome to Change Nation. Have you ever looked around your office, home, attic, garage, even computer, and sort of gone, I have way too much stuff, I really need to throw out some things. And yet that sort of descending feeling of I don't have time or whatever other excuse comes in the way. Well, today you're in for a treat because i have one of the country's experts in organization, throwing out things. She's also an executive life coach. She's enjoyed tremendous success um, with two best-selling books. One is Between Trapezes and the other is the one we're going to talk about today, which is called Throw Out 50 Things, Clear the Clutter. And find your life. My guest is Gail Blanke. She's also a friend. She's the creator also of the Monday Morning Motivator, which is something we'll also get to in this interview. Gail, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's wonderful to be here, Ariane. Gail, tell us about how you came to create this book. What happened? Were you surrounded by clutter, (laughs) junk yourself that you were like, I need to get through it?
1: Well, as I I say in the beginning of the book, um, my mother was a Virgo. (laughs) that <laughs> sort of says, oh, she's very neat and tidy. I never, I never was. So I, I grew up, uh, though, learning from he- her that even though I wouldn't have the tidiest drawers, I couldn't surround myself with extraneous stuff. But what I've noticed with so many people today is that we are just overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by the past, by the stuff of the past. I call it life plaque. And um, people are, are overwhelmed to the point that they are having a hard time moving forward. And so what really compelled me to write this book is it's time for us to move forward. It's time for us not to hunker down, even though it's very tempting, but to really move out and, and, and say, here's why I'm here. And this, I mean, in, in, sometimes it takes a crisis For us to know who we are and for us to do the things that need to be done. And the way, uh, an easy way to begin to move forward is to just throw out 50 things. Start throwing it up. I know
0: people who ask you this why 50?
1: Why 50? I know. Well, I made that up. I I could have (laughs) said 39, I could have said 64. But a funny thing happens when you hit 50, when you actually throw out 50 things. And I ask everybody to write it down. And that is that a new mindset kind of kicks in, uh, a new habit. And you become the kind of person who, is, who lets go on a regular basis of whatever is irrelevant, whatever holds you back, whatever clogs you up, clogs the arteries of your life. And once you get in that, hit that stride, uh, you begin to be free and my aim in this book is not for you to have a tidy, well-organized house. It's for you to be free so you can step forward.
0: Let's deal with the excuses people have really quick up front. What are the typical excuses? How do you sort I don't have blast time. through them?
1: I don't have time. Uh, I don't really know what to throw out. I'm just putting it in the attic, and I'll get to it later. So uh, just don't bug me with that, Gail. And here's what I say. Don't make it hard. Don't make it hard. Smart people make things hard. Okay, so how do we make it easy? Okay, by starting small. So you go to one little drawer, spend 10 minutes. Go to a little drawer, a little cupboard, go into the medicine chest. Boy, that's an interesting place to go. And you just spend 10 minutes and clean that little place out. And here's what happens. You get energy from doing that. And you think, okay, if I could do that, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. I'll I'll try a little larger space. And again, it's not the important thing. Isn't so much throwing the stuff out, although, or giving it away, or donating it, or selling it. It's clearing your mind. And one of the things I say is when you when you clear away the physical clutter, you clear your mind. When you throw out the mental and emotional clutter, you clear your soul. And then you're ready to step out.
0: So I know you've seen thousands of people go through this process. Share with us a story of someone who was overwhelmed by their stuff, went through really what you tell them to do in this great book that I've read, and actually saw a change in their life.
1: Well, there's a a, a woman who really was overwhelmed by the physical debris in her life. At the time that we started working together, she didn't realize that it... Uh, that every bit of the physical debris had an emotional component as well because it does and so I convinced her and she, she, she could barely leave her home that's how overwhelmed she was uh, I convinced her to and went with her from room to room to room we started in the attic she lives in a house in an apartment we started in the attic we made our way through the garage and the dining room in the, in the Bathroom, which is a very interesting place to go because of that medicine chest in there. And she had uh, a a kind of epiphany in the medicine chest because she had a lot of old medications from old illnesses, and she'd had several pretty serious illnesses. And we looked at this stuff, and it wasn't so much that it had expired. I said, okay, what, what are you hanging on to this stuff for? She said, well, I may get that again. I may have that problem again. I said, but what's your intention? To have it or not to have it? And she said, I'm not going to have it. I said, then it goes out. So that was an epiphany for her because in the end it's, who are you now? What do you want to be? What is your intention for your life? What are you deciding? And she decided to be well rather than sick and to do whatever it took to be well. I guess we do that
0: with our clothes, too. We decide to be thin as opposed to fat, which we might have been before.
1: Well, so in the end, you're you're exactly right. It's about deciding. What are you deciding? Stand in that closet and say, you know, who am I? How do I want to look? How do I want to feel? What weighs me down or makes me look fat? I'm not going to keep it around me. So it involves a decision, which is why most people don't want to do it, because it's hard to decide. But once you start doing it, you make other decisions. In your life, like the woman who I wrote about, who <laughs> I asked her—I you know, have to ask everybody to come back with their list of 50 things that they've thrown out—and so she came back and she didn't want to talk about it. And I said, "Come on, what'd you throw out?" She said, "Okay, fine, Gail. I threw out the guy that I had been living with for 11 years." And then that she looked, as one thing. Yeah, she, 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 she she looked all worried and she said, "So, do I still have to throw out 49 more things?" I said, "That'll do it for this week. Next week, gotta get cracking again."
0: Gail, what are things that are clutter that we don't even realize are clutter? You do an amazing job in this book of waking people up to things that they would never put that word to.
1: Well, I think you—you, you, there are things that people have given us. There are things that you know we have inherited. There's a story in the book about a, a woman who went into her uh, mother's attic after her mother died, and to, to clear things out. And she said, "How can I throw this stuff away?" It's not clutter. They're things that belong to my mother. But they were cluttering up this gal's soul. And she said, Who am I to throw these things out or to give them away or to sell them or whatever? And she got really, really upset and she called a really good friend of hers. And her friend said this, "Um, Your memories are what are important. And the memories are not in the stuff. They're in your heart. So give away anything that doesn't serve you. Your mom wouldn't want you to keep it. Mm-hmm. And so then she became free enough to start letting things go. And it, you know, it sounds amazing, but it, it really had a huge impact on her life. Huge.
0: What about things like technology clutter?
1: Oh, that's a Email major Email inboxes texts oh, you know. text
0: that keep going. All that
1: stuff. I better not delete it because, you know, I may have to go back to it. I have really gotten in the habit of just delete, 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 and, and I'll, either I'll remember it, I'll, I can get it someplace else. I am not going to keep all that stuff. It's crippling. It's absolutely crippling. Um, one of the most important things we can do with our lives is to edit. Edit out the stuff that doesn't serve us. That means Turning off the television, that means not necessarily listening to the news at a particular moment. You don't have to let all this stuff in. It's absolutely debilitating.
0: What are things for you that you've edited recently that
1: you can share? Um, Well, as I say in the book, once you get going with the physical clutter, you get into the mental and emotional clutter. And boy, that's when you uh, can really make some headway.
0: We're going to talk about that in the next segment because there's plenty to share there. Keep watching. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Change Nation. I'm here with Gail Blanke, who's really inspiring us to throw out at least 50 things and look at our stuff very differently. Welcome back, Gail. Thanks very much. We were talking in our first segment around a lot of physical clutter, and I wanted to really look at the emotional impacts. And what are, what are things that are cluttering us up emotionally? Are they beliefs? Are they things we're hanging on to? What are the typical ones that you've found? Oh, there's
1: just there are old regrets. Mm-hmm. There are mistakes that we think we made. You know, the time we came up short that we just keep around us and think about it 3.30 in the morning when we're lying awake thinking we should have done it all differently. There is um, what I call being right about how wrong it is. You know, you can have this whole mindset of uh, I'm right. And, uh, you know, you can have on your tombstone I was right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I should have acted differently. You should have acted differently. I should have seen it coming. They're wrong to have laid me off. Whatever it is. Uh, It's just a crippling uh, belief system being right. Uh, There are so many uh, memories that people hang on to uh, that don't serve them. And the emotional debris really holds us back. Uh, We have to let go of thinking that we have to be perfect. We have to let go of thinking we have to do everything alone. We have to let go of thinking that nobody cares as much as we do. We have to let go of being a martyr, which is hard for us because it's a very delicious thing to be a martyr. There are so many emotional crippling uh, elements of our life and we, in order to let go of these things it's something you have to practice every day uh, I was on a radio call in show and this fellow called in and said okay Gail here's what I'm going to let go of I'm going to let go of my old belief that no matter how hard I try or how hard I work the future will never be as good as the past wow. and I said can you do it he said, I'm going to do it. I said, how? He said, every morning when I wake up, I'm going to remind myself that I am, not, I am no longer embracing that conviction. And he did it. He did it. it. Of course, not surprisingly, it changed his entire life. He rebuilt his business. He's an entrepreneur. He actually found the gal of his dreams. I mean, he's been with her for about 10 or 11 months now. I think it's, it's going to be a permanent thing. And so, all because he, he let go of that old conviction.
0: So the way to let go of an emotional tough belief like that is to make a decision, is to write it down, is to start being aware that it's It's always a
1: good idea to write it down. And uh, if you go on throughout50things.com, there's a workbook that you can download that helps you enter all these things. And there's a whole section for the physical and uh, the, the mental and emotional debris. Uh, but it's the kind. Some of these things you have to practice every day until they become a new habit, because they kind of creep up. It's like voices. You know those voices that tell you, you know, you're not so hot. Whatever made you think you were that good, you better wait for things to get better. You better uh, just you know hang on because this isn't the right time. Those voices will creep up. Don't listen. One thing about the voices that we all hear that say not so fast uh, is that if you don't hear any voices, that usually means you're not pushing yourself hard enough, that you're not out for something worthy of who you are now. The voices kind of come with the deal, but what you do is you say, I'm not listening today. Today I'm moving forward. Tomorrow I'll get to it when I get to it.
0: Gail, on the aspect of looking at all the physical clutter, is it better to do it by yourself? Is it better to get a friend around? Oh yeah, it's, it's what's, yeah. what's well, the best know, way to do it?
1: I, I I think it's great to do it on your own and it's also great to have a clutter buddy. And that's somebody who gets it about you, a pal who can come over and she can say to you, Ariane, what are you standing in your closet, right? What are you doing with this? Outfit. You haven't worn this in 12 years. Come on, let's get rid of it. A clutter buddy will be tougher on you than you are on yourself. She'll make you decide. And that's, and that's a plus, it's fun. Uh, I love you know, that. People, people can have, um, I know people who create swap parties and they you know, exchange things with each other. I mean, we're all shopping in our closets now as opposed to buying new things. Well, you can invite people over, and they can bring some of the things they no longer need that could be your cup of tea. And so you feel like you're doing something good. Plus, it's you know, it's a fun thing to do. Put on some music, have a glass of wine. Don't make it hard. Make it a party. Start small and make it a party.
0: Gail, where do we donate things? I think some people are, are stopped because they want to make sure that what they are donating is actually benefiting someone else, helping someone else. Sometimes we're just like, I just want to know it's going to get to the right people. Well, and it
1: makes it a lot easier for us to let go, whether it's a, a rug of our grandmothers, uh, whether it's an outfit, whether it's a wedding dress from a failed marriage, whatever it is, if uh, it's going to be great for somebody else. It's, it's, so much it's easier. just, oh, yeah, then you can, they say, okay, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it is, I think, We are, because things are tough, we are very eager to try to help other people right now. At least I've noticed that. And nothing makes you feel better than thinking maybe you made a difference in somebody else's life. So so pay it forward. Move it along. If you don't need it, move it along. And by the way, you know, I have what I call the rules of disengagement. And here they are. They're really simple. Number one, if the thing, if the idea, the memory, the person, Weighs you down, holds you back, makes you feel bad. It's gotta go. It goes. You don't have time for that. You're moving forward in your life. You don't want anything to hold you back. That's number one. Number two, if it, the thing, the memory, whatever, the person, the chair, just sits there Neutral. and takes it. Yeah, doesn't do anything, contributes nothing. It's gotta go. Takes it it has to go. <laughs> number three, if you have to weigh the pros and cons for too long, well what should I do? Should I keep it or should I let it go. Don't make it hard. This is your life we're talking about, not some movie you're watching where you're just sort of sitting back and saying, gee, I wonder how this is all going to turn out. No, you're in charge. You get to decide.
0: Do you find when people let go, they have a sense of loss or emptiness and no. then they immediately fill it back up?
1: No, no, no. They have a sense of energy and optimism. And and you know what happens? They are loathe to uh, take up too much room. I mean, uh, a woman I know that had to... Clear out everything in her bedroom because the building she lived in had to redo the walls and the plaster. The whole thing was collapsing. She had to clear everything out. Now what she's put back are very few things. I mean, she had so much stuff in there. I mean, she, she, she likes it, clear and clean and, and open and, and makes it available to her to think some new thoughts and to find energy to make new stuff happen. Gil, do you start with the easiest
0: stuff or the hardest oh, yeah. stuff?
1: Start with the low-hanging fruit. Okay. Start with the stuff that's just like, wait, what is that over there? I don't need that over there. I, don't, I never did like that, actually. All right, that goes. And then you start building energy. You don't have to start with the big, major thing you've been worrying about. I mean, people have a hard time with their addicts. And th- I know people who won't even go into their addicts. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky enough to have an attic where you stash everything, but on the other hand, you can stash it someplace, the basement, the attic, some other room under the bed. It's still there. But, but uh, you know, you do have to remember that ma- magazines and catalogs only count as one thing, okay? I mean, you can throw out 300 of them, but that's only one thing, okay? It'll make you feel good, though. One
0: item. And, Gail, I want to give everyone a quick mention also of your first book because it's so applicable for the times we live in right now. The book is Between Trapezes, you had tremendous success with that book. I'm glad to hear it's picking back up. Yeah, um, Share with us just a little bit about that book as well. Well, it's,
1: it's about letting go because the great thing about uh, uh, trapeze, the whole trapeze metaphor, is that you have to let go of the trapeze you've been hanging on to before you can reach out and grasp the new one. And in between, you're not holding on to anything. And that's when you're free to decide something new, who you are now, who you could be now. And trapeze artists are terrific people, and they have these great sayings. They say, uh, the greatest flyers are always the greatest fallers. Mm. I mean, you can't fly between trapezes if you're not willing to fall. You're going to fall sometimes. It's part of the deal. But they also say, trapeze artists never confuse falling with failing. Mm. So why should we? And it is time for us to let go of the past it's, and move forward. This is it. One of the things I like doing
0: on the show is just showing how human all my guests are. Can you share a time where, where you fell between two pieces? You didn't fail in any way, but just a, a hard, hard time. You were between maybe two things in your life.
1: Oh, well, you know, I, I was, worked in a major corporation for a long time, Avon, a wonderful company, and developed a division which later became Life Designs which is now my company, which I acquired from Avon. I I refer to that as jumping off the diving board and inventing the water on the way down. And it was really, really tough to do. And uh, it was uh, a very hard thing to make that business work. I I really didn't know anything about uh, being an entrepreneur at the time. And there were times, I can't tell you how many times, where I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, what in the world have I done? Whatever made me think? I could make this work. And and the doubts and the and the you know my beating myself up over it uh, were what made me strong. Was it hard? It was excruciating. I remember just, you know, lying in bed <laughs> praying fiercely that I hadn't made the mistake of my life. But here's what sustained me. What I was, what I I was really committed to was doing what I was here to do. I wanted I, I want, I believe, is a fundamental belief of mine that I'm here for a purpose. I want to fulfill it. And now I am. And
0: you are. And we're happy that you are. I mean, I consider you a change agent, someone who has impacted probably many, many more lives than you think you have. You know, when you take a stand for something, you never know how far it goes. Yeah. And, and your commitment, dedication, you're real, and we, we see that and feel that. So I just, I appreciate your work, I appreciate your books. Thanks for coming on. A and lot. sharing and inspiring this audience as well. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. So her book is Throw Out 50 Things, Clear the Clutter, Find Your Life. For more information about Gail, her work, if you want to work with her personally as well, please go to her website, which is throwout50things.com, and the word 50 is spelt out. For more interesting interviews, inspiring people. Um, to help us um, make all types of life changes and also deal with some life changes. Please visit us on the web at changenation.com. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching.